I'm Joshua Fairchild, and welcome to Starting Strong, the Clemson Foothills Church podcast. With Easter coming up, this week we've been going through the final week of Jesus' ministry. We're looking today specifically at Matthew 26, verses 69 through 75, which records Peter's denial of Jesus. Before we start, I want to give a little bit of background info on Peter in the book of Matthew. Peter is one of the first disciples to join Jesus' ministry. He's from the Sea of Galilee region in northern Israel, is most likely the oldest of the twelve apostles, and is the only one mentioned as married. He's confident enough to ask Jesus to explain his parables and even attempts to rebuke him. In Matthew 14, Peter is the one who gets out of the boat and walks on water with Jesus. In Matthew 16, Peter is the first to openly confess that Jesus is the Messiah and is set up by Jesus as a part of the foundation of the New Testament church. Peter is present at the transfiguration of Jesus in Matthew 17, and as Jesus prepares for his death, Peter is one of the apostles that Jesus keeps closest to himself. So by Matthew 26, Peter has traveled with Jesus for about three years, been present at most of his teachings, and become a member of Jesus' closest disciples. When in Jerusalem for the Passover, Jesus is betrayed by Judas and arrested. The disciples run, but Peter follows at a distance while Jesus is taken to the high priest's house and waits outside in the courtyard. Here we pick up in Matthew 26, verses 69 through 75, which records, Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant approached him, and she said, You were with Jesus the Galilean, too. But he denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you were talking about. When he had gone out to the gateway, another woman saw him and told those who were there, This man was with Jesus the Nazarene. And again, he denied it with an oath, I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there approached and said to Peter, You certainly are one of them, since even your accent gives you away. Then he started to curse and to swear with an oath, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. This passage about Peter provides an example of a common theme in Jesus' teachings, denial. Looking back in Jesus' teachings in Matthew 10, Jesus says that he will acknowledge before God those who acknowledge him before men, but will deny before God those who deny him before men. Though it certainly includes explicit denials like Peter's, this denial isn't purely about the words we say. It involves our actions, our attitudes. It's about whether or not we obey Jesus' teachings, love the church, and love Jesus enough to spread his gospel like we were instructed to do. It's like when the Bible talks about a saving belief in Jesus. It's not just that Jesus existed, but that he is who he says he is, and knowing this necessarily invokes a response from us. In the same way, acknowledging or denying Jesus in Matthew 10 isn't just about making a claim to our affiliation, but is about living the implications. This is coupled well with Matthew 16, where Jesus says that if we want to follow him, we must deny ourselves take up our cross, and follow him. Denying ourselves is a positive thing, involving putting off our own sinful desires. It's abstaining from something we want, not just because it's good for us, but so that we can take up our cross and follow. Jesus hadn't been crucified at this point in his ministry, but the cross was known as a shameful way to die, reserved for slaves, deserting soldiers, and political activists. The implication of taking up your cross is a willingness to die as the scum of society. In order to take up our cross, we have to deny ourselves and acknowledge Jesus regardless of the repercussions. With regards to these teachings, Peter provides a really good example here of what not to do. Peter is a good Christian example like 90% of the time, but not here. Jesus had previously predicted Peter's denial, 
and Peter's response was that he would follow even to death in line with Jesus' previous teachings. He was the first to say that Jesus was the Messiah, but here he takes an oath that he never knew him, which taking oaths is also against Jesus' teachings, openly denies him in front of others, and effectively puts down his cross. He quickly regresses and forgets three years of teaching. So to summarize, the first point we can take from this passage is a reminder that we are to deny ourselves, not Jesus. Now we've put forth some pretty strict criteria of what it means to acknowledge Jesus, which basically includes being perfect at this point. If this passage were the only content to the story, then this is the last time Jesus and Peter interact. Jesus dies, and Peter takes his guilty feelings back home and goes fishing. But when Jesus returns and appears to the apostles, Peter is forgiven and reinstated, not just as a disciple, but to his foundational role in the church. Peter preaches the first sermon to the Jews and serves a prominent role in the church for the duration of the book of Acts. Two books of the Bible were written by Peter to churches in Asia Minor. Similarly, because Jesus rose, we're offered forgiveness when we inevitably miss the mark. That's not to say that we can abuse this forgiveness to be okay with sin in our lives, but when we live repentant, convicted lives and are doing our best to be Christ-like, Jesus intercedes for whatever shortcomings we may still have. So as we're all stuck at home with a little more free time, I would encourage you all to really examine your lives and the way you portray yourself to those around you. Are you denying yourself with your thoughts and actions, or are you denying Jesus? If you're still going to work, then what is the attitude that you have when you're there? If you're at home, then how do you treat your family and friends that you're still hopefully keeping in touch with? Do you treat others with respect? Are you patient? Are you a joyful servant or a reluctant one? Feel free to even ask the people around you. Like Peter in the courtyard, there may be things that we're not aware of but are painfully obvious to those around us that we need to fix. And when you do identify something that needs correction, we're called as followers of Jesus to repent. If we're cognizant of these things, then I'm sure we can leave this tough time stronger than how we entered. <laughs>